Dear reader, I write to you concerning our previous exchange of letters. It's been quite a while, I know. But it is imperative that these letters find their way to you, and that you pay keen attention to everything that is enclosed within their folds. These contents are carefully described, words chosen with the utmost precision to make sure that you envision the discoveries I have made and am yet to make with vivid imagination. For what tales of terror and wondrous fascination hit the mark of sublime sensation when the reader cannot properly envision the tales one is told. So beware, for the journey I am about to embark upon will change my spirits in any matter possible. Be it for good or for worse, I am not yet sure. All I know is that adventurers and explorers would gladly give their lives for the thrill of the prospect of the path leading to discovery alone. Now for the matter at hand. As you might distinctly remember from our previous exchange, I did eventually manage my check-in into the Carbeau, the small inn on the edge of town just shy of the moors. For reference, take the final paragraph of my previous letter. The man behind the counter offered me a strange look when I entered the small establishment at the heart of town, with a suitcase in hand and my coat hanging limply over my arm. I inquired about the room for let, as indicated on the plaque just outside. The rain had nearly obscured the message with its frequent downpour, but my eye was sharp and detail-oriented, my person determined. The innkeeper could not comprehend what a person of my distinction could possibly have to find in a small town such as Ravenvale Hollow. An explanation of need was insufficient for my business there, because any inhabitant of the Hollow knew that travellers from outside had come for one thing, and one thing only. The innkeeper offered me the key with a certain apprehension. His hand solid as I took it from him and he offered me the directions to where my room was located. I readied myself for the night and long lay listening to the sounds of the village and the moor surrounding it for kilometres and kilometres on end. Now, dear reader, all previous semantics aside, let us get to the matter we so deeply discussed in the letters preceding the one you are reading right now the matter of the reason for my embarkment to Raven Vale. Two days I spent prowling the city streets, attempting to unearth information concerning the red line staining the story of my excursion. But not a single villager was willing to yield any form of information on my subject of inquiry. So I had to take matters of studious discovery into my own hands. On the third day of my stay, I readied myself for a hike across the moors. Five kilometers and then some it took to get from Ravenvale Hollow to the woods that lay all the way on the other side of the moors. Briargrove. That is the name of the deep dark woods where souls go to die according to the legends told by the villagers of Ravenvale Hollow. This I know because of my studies preceding my journey to the hollow itself. Many tales, 
news articles and the like have been written by travelers with ambition for answers just like myself. But none who return to publish their uncovered truths have managed to lay bare the one truth of all. What are the secrets hidden beyond the walls of Briargrove Hall? Yes, reader, the mansion we discussed for so long. Briargrove Hall and the tales of the house that kept me awake at night ever since I was a young child. It does, in fact, exist. I am aware that I alluded to a hope of its existence in my previous letters, staining my words with a faint non-belief of its being. I know I told you that I ventured all the way out to Ravenvale to unmask the story of Briargrove Hall for the hoax that it is, but I cannot fool you any longer. I did not wish to scare you off with my tomfoolery of believing childish horror stories meant to keep the younger generation in line. I could not risk to lose my only confidant in the bustling world of publishers and contacts, someone who would be able to bring to the public the stories I am about to unearth and discover on my travels. The woods did not yield any form of entrance on my attempt to get near the location of where the mansion ought to be situated. Darkness fell quickly across the world, quicker than I had anticipated. I had left just after noon and returned just before ten. A storm had started when I was halfway back across the moors, rain falling in a heavy downpour yet again, obscuring two meters before and behind me. I scarcely made it back to the inn, to my room and belongings. The innkeeper did not feign a surprise when he saw me enter through the front door again crossing the threshold, nor did his stare leave my backside as I walked up the stairs, tired and weary but not yet defeated, on my way to my room. I had not missed the plaque next to the front door when I had entered the inn, telling travellers there was a room for let inside it. It had not been there for the two days I was exploring the town. My stuff was promptly delivered to my room by a chambermaid scurrying past me when I stepped from the landing onto the first floor hallway. Clearly none of the villagers suspected I'd make it back in this weather, but I feared not. Many like myself had described this in their journal entries, so I would not let this beat me down. I took my pens and letter paper from my suitcase and started writing this letter before I forgot things I ought to mention. But now you know. I do believe the histories of Briargrove Hall, and am all but too keen to see its truths unraveled for myself. I will try to keep you in quiet as often as I am able. Await my letters. For now I shall take to bed for the night and attempt a promptness in falling asleep. Determination the last thing on my mind before I shall fall into the world of the unconscious. Dear reader, do remember to keep these letters in the vicinity of your person. There are spirits in this world who will cross boundaries to discover the secrets that have gotten them on the other side of the veil. Yours truly, Vela. Mm -hmm.